Good morning or good evening or maybe it's good afternoon. Hi, my name is Vivian Aqua and I'm really excited about our guest speakers and I'm more excited that the last guest speaker is now in the in the waiting room so yay <laughs> he knows who he is so i'm really excited about talking tonight but for those of you who have never heard about me my name is vivian aqua i have to thank bogdan for that for <laughs> playing that video about my name but also have to thank him for sharing so much love um vivian aqua workplace wellness advocate, advocating for a better workplace. Now that we are working remote, it's more than ever important for also to be mindful of our health. Uh, one of the things that I've taken upon me is beca also becoming an advocate for um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. I'll share more later, but I want to highlight something that is very detrimental and i have to read an article so that you know what i'm talking about i'm referring to uh, a report that lean in and uh, mckinsey uh, mckinsey partners have shared so i'm going to read the following women in the workplace 2020 a crisis is looming in corporate america the covid 19 pandemic has disrupted corporate america in ways we have never seen before in fact, no one is experiencing business as usual, but women, especially mothers, senior level women and black women have faced distinct challenges according to the newest Women in the Workplace report by Lean In and McKinsey and Co. In fact, one of the four women are considering downshifting their careers or are leaving the workforce because of COVID-19. And if there is one thing this year's report makes clear, it's that corporate America is, is at its critical crossroads. If we had a panic button, we would be hitting it. That's what Sheryl Sandberg is saying with Rachel Thomas. And she shared this article or she shared this, um, this conversation in the Wall Street Journal. I'm just merely highlighting of something that is detrimental. So if you want to know more or read more about this, go to this link, bit.ly, bit.ly, women leaving. And I want to stand up for this because we cannot and I will not tolerate workplaces or companies that are not doing their best to help support women during these challenging times. We all need to step up. We all need to step up because so many people have fought for gender diversity that we cannot and I will not let this pass over. I will not. So from now on, for those who are watching and then those, uh, you know, tag people or share this, this episode with people, we have to start amplifying leading with heart more. Because if that means that women are leaving, it is setting the tone for the next generation and the next generation. And so many people have fought for women equal rights in the workplace. I cannot tolerate that any longer. So we have to do something about that. Okay, I have shared my preach. I see Tanya watching. Hi, Tanya. And um, I also want to address the following. Tanya, um, Caroline, Brian, Mike, who are the guest speakers of today, and also Chris, but I have to highlight the speakers of Amplify DEI. Amplify DEI, again, I will be repeating it. 
it's there. It's the Netflix of for diversity, equity, and inclusion. If you missed out, no worries. It's forever online. So you can access this via AmplifyDEI.com. It's the Wikipedia for diversity, equity, and inclusion, or at least I'm, you know, I'm not there, but know that there will be more categories, more speakers, more, so much more that it will, it's going to be the Wikipedia. For today, I will bring them up one by one. So um, Brian Kelly, Mike Vicanti, Caroline, Chris Lynn, thank you all for being here. And let me look up your bio so that I can introduce you. I'm hearing myself double somewhere. <laughs> let me see. Chris, Chris is showing up double. Yes, Chris. Hi, Chris. So um, the first of all, I wanted to introduce Brian Kelly. Brian is, works with business leaders and their teams to create the conditions that unleash human greatness so you may create a better together. Um, let me mute. Let me see. Uh, yes, Mike Vicanti is his mission is to help people discover their potential, embrace a growth mindset, and achieve at aspired levels. He's also the author of Believership. Chris Lynn is transforming leaders and organizations to grow and to be successful by prioritizing the employee experience. And last but not least, Caroline Fernandez is an international speaker, coach, host mentor with two decades of experience in facilitating transformation in the corporate and also know that brian and caroline are both authors of becoming you and i'm going to unmute them see if everything is okay yes let me see okay hi everybody hello how amazing this looks <laughs> That's the power of diversity, right? That's the power of diversity. So um, I'm so excited to having this conversation because I know I personally got, have gotten to know you through this virtual era. And um, I know that this topic is close to your heart. We're going to talk about leading with heart. And But first I have to ask some challenging questions. So Brian, why is it important for you to humanize the workplace? Well, thank you, Vivian, for having me on and for the question. For me, it's based on my own experience and the environments that I experienced in the workplace. And it just felt incongruent to me. Um, the seeming lack of care for people as we went ahead and executed the business and focused on results, not that they're not important, but it felt like there was a, a disregard or a lack of attention on people and caring about people that actually as we're finding out helps us create better in terms of the business and brings out the best in people so what excites me is the opportunity we have to shift that and to uh, invite a mindset and a practice of people first and caring about people and and openness to vulnerability is another piece, right? We're taught not to be vulnerable. We're taught to suppress. And what if we open people up instead of suppress people and their brilliance? What's the possibility there? 
Well, the possibility is that we're going to share all these possibilities with them. So I'm excited about that. And Caroline, why is it for you important? So, you know, it has a similar uh, feel to it based on what Brian just spoke about. Mm -hmm. When I spend time coaching in, you know, um, corporations, I realized that everything was so hyper driven. Do, 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 gotta go, gotta go, gotta do it. And uh, this just felt so disconnected from people and the way people were being suppressed, including myself. I would like to show uh, something. Can I share my yeah, screen? Of course. Yes. Share screen with. Uh, okay. Application window. Your entire screen. Okay. Tell me if you can see my screen. I am uploading it now. It's empty though, but yes, you're, I can see your screen. I can see myself. <laughs> How about now? I can see your screen, but I'm seeing something empty. What is it that you're, oh. um, that you want okay. to show up? So I'm trying to uh, showcase a slide, uh, but it looks like I'm not sure how to do that. Okay, mm -hmm. that's sad. So the what I had prepared was uh, there was this study done by, it's a Gallup study that was done worldwide that talks about how it's only 13% of employees are actually positively engaged in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And that is alarming because that demonstrates the detachment, the disconnection that over 80% of people worldwide feel around their jobs, feel around the culture. And it's not just employees, it's also leaders. So, you know, the next slide talks about how the uh, leaders at senior levels uh, are so stressed but are probably also so hesitant to talk about themselves being stressed because then they'll be looked at as weak or, you know, beneath themselves and their titles. And these are some of the things that kind of drove me to question some of the most fundamental things around feeling and being able to, you know, there is a lot of shame. There is a lot of embarrassment around our health, our sleep and all these things. And it is showing up. So this is a very, very important topic for me. Definitely. Thank you for sharing. And I think that you you. Know, to add something onto that is, well, this pandemic has amplified, or I'm not going to use amplify for everything, but this pandemic has uh, shown how these topics that you just shared right now are so much more important than having that control or leading with control, right? So thank you for that. And uh, Chris. Yeah, thank you again for having me on. I completely agree with what Brian and Carolyn have said so far, where we really need to focus on people first, right? Mm -hmm. In order to humanize the workspace, you have to remember who is there and it's people, right? We have technology, we have tools, we have clients, but the people that are driving it are, again, humans. They are actual people. 
And to get the most out of them, you have to invest in them. You have to focus on who they are as an individual, what they need, what motivates them, what will keep them secure and happy and, and safe. Um, and looking at the Gallup numbers that Carolyn just shared, it's really important to have engagement because engagement is what drives results in organizations. And the way that we engage our employees is by recognizing them as humans and connecting yeah. with them. And having that connection is so critical, especially in this day and age where we do not get to see each other face to face in person. So it's very important that we focus on that human connection and develop those relationships and be vulnerable. Like Brian said, we really need to be vulnerable as leaders because once we're vulnerable, we can show that we can connect with our, the, the, uh, the people that we influence and that we lead. I love that. Thank you for sharing, Chris. And Mike. Hello, Vivian. Hi. Good to be with everybody. Hi. Thanks for those shares. Um, Brian and Carolyn. I'm hey. hearing you very softly. You mm -hmm. are. I will check my microphone. How mm -hmm. am I now? And I'm hearing a buzz in between. I can fix this in a moment. Or otherwise, what I what I do in the meantime, ask a different question, or um, I'm showcasing other people. Let me see. Gary is sharing to get the most out of them. You have to invest in them, Chris. Yes, humans are not a cost. They are often an unappreciated asset. And Umesh is sharing value everybody, value everyone, and respect everyone, and work together, and unite everyone, and lead everyone successfully. So thank you. Yes. Amazing. Yeah, I think I have the right <laughs> microphone working. Yeah. There's a little toggle on the selection. So, you know, that question is really important about why, why humanize. Um, it's because of capacity, right? Imagine maybe we've, maybe everybody's experienced this, but you're driving along in your car and you're listening to the radio and we get this in the States. I don't know if it's universal everywhere, but there'll be an interruption to the broadcast saying, we're going to interrupt this broadcast for an emergency broadcast test. And this horrible noise comes on the radio. <laughs> it's a buzzing sound and it lasts. And you yeah. just want it to stop and, and go back to the regular programming. And we're at an inflection point right now yeah. that even as deep and disturbing and, and tragic in many ways, this COVID-19, this coronavirus has shown us it's, it's only a test because the rapid change, the significant change that's coming through digitalization, through technology advancements, we are not preparing people for it. Yeah. And so we can't just continue to whip the same horse harder to run faster we have to become smarter. We have to build human capacity. And the only way to do that is to focus on the growth of each individual, not as replaceable parts, but as unique, growing, wise contributors to our business. I love that. I do have a question for all of you, which is an additional question and did not script that, but I just shared something about women leaving the workplace. Yeah. 
what would you say, what would you address to the leaders? One thing. Explore your bias to start with. Um, I think that because we have to look at, you know, gender equality is not there. We haven't, we haven't achieved that threshold, right? Mm -hmm. And we look at all other um, areas of equality that, that need to be addressed. And Vivian, we've been in this conversation on all those. But, you know, at this point where there's additional challenges on the home and the community, it's falling on the women and their because of that bias being forced to um, to to surrender to those demands first mm -hmm. above the man. And by culture, that is happening at a greater degree. So the the numbers out there are very true. The research is there and and it spreads across cultures. It's it's yeah. um, very clear. We have to change our thinking around that um, because we have to value both the man and the woman equally in the environment and employees have to understand that value and enable and empower the adaptation necessary for people to still perform at, at full strength. I like that. Caroline, let me, let me unmute you. What do you have to share? Thank you. <clears throat> Mike, I love uh, that you brought up the point around biases. I mean, there is a lot of research uh, that tells us that these biases that we have, it, it's not just, uh, you know, um, against women. It's also about who has these biases. Mm -hmm. It's both women as well as men. And I think that we need to have more of these conversations, just like we're having right now. There need to be listening groups, uh, you know, and having a lot more respect and compassion. I'm currently reading this book that <laughs> that talks about, um, you know, how two decades ago, we didn't even know that the brain had new neurons that we could uh, generate, uh, you know, into adulthood. But now we know that we know that neuroplasticity exists. And how is this connected? Uh, a lot of research um, points to uh, the fact that we can learn compassion, we can learn empathy, those feelings can be developed. So even if a leader right now is watching us, including ourselves, and is not so uh, you know, empathic, maybe is not a mindful listener, maybe does not have compassion, you have hope because it can be developed if you establish the intention and you do it collectively in your culture. I love it. I love, I love the fact that you're nudging leaders to, uh, I love the fact that you're sharing that there is hope because so many people are dealing with a leader that has maybe no empathy or no compassion and people are leaving the workplace because of that. So let's amplify, no, let's boost that. Let's, <laughs> let's boost that. <laughs> Thank you, Caroline. Brian. <laughs> so I love that. Thank you for the question. And uh, thanks for the responses, Mike and Caroline. Caroline talked about learning. I'm going to talk about seeing mm. differently, right? So we, we, we've been conditioned. Um, 
to uh, think certain ways, to behave certain ways, to conform to certain um, ways of being in the workplace. And Caroline talked about learning. I'm going to talk about unlearning as the greatest opportunity for us to become better and questioning our assumptions, our beliefs, and our values where they don't allow for people to flourish and how might we create the conditions for each human being and understanding their needs. And so knowing that women may have different needs than men in the workplace from a career progression standpoint and other factors, we've got to be better with that. The, the challenge has been there for so long and yet we haven't responded to the challenge. So how do we take an honest look without judgment, but with a lens of possibility to say, what do I need to unlearn and learn anew? to create the conditions so that what the story that you shared at the beginning is not a story in three months and six months and a year and going forward. We have to come together to create that change. It's not a, a women, you need to solve this problem. It's all of us solving this problem so that the conditions for each human being to flourish exist in the workplace and we're creating and sustaining those. Thank you for this preach. I love it. <laughs> Chris, what about you? <laughs> I absolutely love what Mike, Caroline, and Brian have all said so far. And I will take it that next mm -hmm. step is what are you as leaders? What are we as individuals yes. then going to do about it? There's always, I, I've found a lot in organizations where leaders will acknowledge an issue and they'll say they'll do something, yeah. but then there's no follow through. It is up to us to then communicate that vision, identify where we have opportunities to grow, learn and unlearn as Caroline and Brian said, and then actually take action on it. Because otherwise we just won't have, we will not make any progress. We have to be honest with ourselves and show those around us, not just those in our organizations, but those that the communities that we're in as well, that we are there to make a change we acknowledge where we have deficiencies and opportunities, and we need to start making progress towards that. Because these, this research, it's great, it's good to know, but if we aren't actually actively working towards making it better, then it's, it's just gonna get worse. So we have to actually start taking action. Leaders, if you're listening, if you know a leader or if you feel like this episode needs to, a leader needs to see it, share it with them. You can share the YouTube link or you can share the Facebook link or the LinkedIn link because they need to hear this conversation as well. And going to our topic, our main topic, um, what can you, what, what kind of uh, ingredients can you share that are essential for leaders to activate leading with heart? And I will start with Caroline. So I'm a big believer of, of uh, being able to work from the heart. And I don't just say this conceptually. There is a lot of evidence to prove that, that you know, all the struggle that we experience all the feelings that we have and that we kind of sweep under the rug about mm -hmm. all the things that we're talking about, right? Uh, around gender, around inequality, and we're fighting for all these things. But then, uh, you know, like uh, Chris was saying, taking ownership for everything that we are going through personally, 
I think for leaders listening in to take ownership for what you're going through and what your team is going through. How can I envision a, a better, you know, uh, environment for everyone, including myself? And the other thing that I believe, and we've all kind of been alluding to that, is, you know, uh, practicing listening. I think a lot can happen when we stop talking. Uh, we all come with uh, with a hidden sense that we know something, but we can't know everything. And I think that we, when we show up and when we can create space to say that I'm here, I'm showing up, I'm willing to listen. I think that can be a very powerful experience. So that's my two bits. Thank you for sharing and uh, Mike. So the two things with heart is um, it has to be genuine. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's amazing because we, we are evolving to the point. And over the last couple of years, I think we're starting to see more of that understanding and even the language of, of care and empathy and um, the good kindness and the good things that we can pour into the world. We're, we're that's becoming more mainstream and so that language then becomes adopted Vivian and there's a danger in that right because if I don't feel that you care about me mm -hmm. and what you say is a disconnect from that then then there's absolutely no value so one is we have to be genuine about it so if if you don't care don't say you care and yeah. And if you're in that position, then just own the dot you're standing on now and learn to care more. Caroline, listening is such a big part of that, right? And making room for other people. So caring is one thing. The next is connect your head to your heart. So this this space between here and here is mm -hmm. like that that is that's the distance we have to travel. We know a lot. We understand a lot. Um, but when we can take our cognitive brilliance and connect it with that power of caring, then we will see a great shift in leadership. I'm there with you. Thank you. I wanted to come back to words, uh, what Caroline said about and what Chris also said about, you know, taking that ownership and being transparent. But what I've seen lately is the ownership and transparency it's towards outwards where they want to display you know we are doing diversity and we are doing the best but then the the employees expose that i'm not seeing anything of that where is that is that in disneyland because i'm not seeing anything so please be mindful when you are you know being transparent and and showing others but start from internally first instead of you know, looking upon window dressing or using social media to get more credits because uh, now you have Indeed and so many other investors are asking for actual figures. And I'm referring to uh, DEI or diversity and inclusion figures. What is your company doing when it comes to diversity or inclusion? I wanted to add that in as well. It's really funny, Vivian, if I can just jump on that for a second, because mm -hmm. imagine how that plays out or what that looks like, right? It's like, mm -hmm. oh, look, we have diversity. We just 
we just hired an aged man, right? So now we we're embracing the whole <laughs> older people thing. And we brought in an old man that we won't listen to and won't care about. We've changed everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, if I can... I, again, also the tokenism, let's stop it. Let's, let's stop that. Let's stop that, please. Yes, Chris. Yeah, I mean, there's also a big difference between inclusion and mm. acceptance, right? Is where we have a lot of organizations who say we accept this type of person or this group, but that does not necessarily mean that you are inclusive of that group. And I think that those two things are often intertwined. And going back to your comment on window dressing, right? Mm. These are not moments. Mm -hmm. These are movements. These are movements that we have to progress towards. We are, these are things that we have to work towards to be better as organizations, as communities, as societies. So we have to get past that social media moment and really dive in and invest in yes, the movement definitely. itself. Because coming back to my Angelo, whatever it is that you said, I don't remember the exact quote, but whatever it is that you uh, said to them, they will always remember the way you treated them so if that means that your company is not being inclusive but is posting you know in the yearly uh reporting saying that we have this number the number doesn't say anything what people share about you your employees share online that said so much more and now that we have the power of online I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not inspiring employees to jump live or to do a live stream about their company, but you're dealing with a new generation that doesn't care and are doing these things. So be mindful of what you're doing because you never know who you might hurt and it, it will impact their family and beyond. Brian. If I could just piggyback on Chris's point for a second, right? And I talked about this in the Amplified DES Summit. And so inclusion and belonging are not programs or initiatives. They're, mm -hmm. they're feelings, right? And it's we feel those. And if we don't feel them, they're not there. I mean, we can say we have a program, actually an initiative, why, with regard to inclusion and belonging, where we can have some window dressing as the language that I think Chris may have brought up. And so um, that may be acknowledgement but that's not action and mm -hmm. that's not sustainable action that's gonna move us forward. And so the metric of whether it's happening, you, how do you measure the feeling, the quotient in the organization so that people um, can understand the needs of the organization and that people create the conditions so we can flourish. And yeah. so back to the conditions, um, the two qualities, I would uh, say caring and vulnerability and Mike said caring, so I'll move to the next level of self-awareness and self-leadership. And so um, how do we open ourselves up to not have to know everything and not have to have the answer and not to be seen this way and to be vulnerable enough to ask for help and ask for other perspectives so we can create better together uh, because my lens is my lens and that's good and we've all got our lens, but how are we gonna get to better and innovative and creative without exploring perspectives beyond our own? And so the caring and going back to listening, right? How do we get to caring without first listening? How do we get to um, 
either of those without the willingness to be vulnerable. So the foundational pieces create the conditions for us to, the other flip side of vulnerability is courage, to step into courage and to be brave in the face of dissenters and people that want to stay with the status quo and stay in the comfort zone when we go into the growth zone. It's going to be uncomfortable, but what is the need and how do we honor the needs of people that may have been um, felt on the sidelines before? And, and so if we're talking about gender, we're talking about other aspects of humanity, that um, haven't, um, we haven't seen the equity that we're looking for. That's how we do it. We, it's all these conditions. And so the metrics piece of it that we get so wrapped around, around the numbers, what if that's not the goal? What if impact is the goal? What if number of human beings um, unleashed and their brilliance unleashed becomes the metric that then creates all the things you want behind it in terms of performance? I love it. And I will add two other ingredients is let's work on trust. So let's, you know, break down that Chinese wall that you have surrounding you as a leader because you feel like you have to be above others or you have to be above your team members. Why not show some kind of humanity where you can learn more about them and they can learn more about you because trust, you have to amplify trust to create trust. That's it. The other thing that I want to share is creating that environment where people can be themselves. So creating that psychological safety that so many people are longing for, but sometimes feel um, hesitant to share what's happening in the workplace or feel hesitant to be honest about what's facing or feel hesitant in general, because they know that even though if they would share something that it will end up them being becoming the whistleblower create that safety you can still create that virtual you know we, we are working remotely now i want us to do our best to create that safety because i want everybody to be their best selves from home at the workplace wherever they are because you're not impacting only the team member you're impacting their whole lives beyond that their family lives um, and I want us to do better. So going to the next question. Can you share a powerful example? So a person or an example that you face uh, when it comes to leading others with heart? Who comes to mind? And I'll start with Chris. Yeah, I I know so many people, and I think that that's some that's one of the things I I feel bad for leaving people <laughs> off uh, this list. Um, mm -hmm. You know the the people who lead with heart. Let me just kind of share the characteristics that I'm looking for are people who really do recognize that people are not just who they are at work. They're not mm -hmm. the outcomes that they bring or the clients that they bring. They are more than that. And someone that uh, comes to my mind is a podcaster that I listen to, Heather Parody. She has a podcast called Unconventional Leaders. And she is constantly just boosting other people, constantly just working and building a community. She likes to call it, you know, she has a tribe of people where she's always helping others and bringing them up and allowing leadership to grow within the community itself. She she isn't um, she isn't you know suppressing anyone or she isn't 
you know, leaving anyone out. She's constantly building people up. And even though that's not a, in a work setting, it doesn't leadership matter. That, I mean, it doesn't you can, exactly. You can showcase your leadership in so many places. Exactly. So, many so I, I, I like it. And yep. Definitely share this episode with her because I think <laughs> the, the best compliment that you can have is when you are leading, you know, with such humbleness that other people are praising you. So uh, exactly. I have my own experience regarding that. I'm not going to say it, but it's humbling to hear. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And uh, Mike. So quickly. Mm -hmm. Yes, Vivi, outside of you, like you <laughs> seriously, let me just yeah. call this out because very recently, and we talked about Amplify mm -hmm. DEI at the beginning. Anyone that can inspire 69 people to come forward and share mm -hmm. so openly for the benefit of others, right? So it was not about, hey, let me highlight myself. It's let me, Vivian's invited me in to share whatever I can to the outward audience mm -hmm. so people can take and give more. Like that's heart amplified. It's DEI amplified. It's Vivian amplified. So I'm, no. but, but we're not here to talk about you. You're the host. Um, but I'm going to say <laughs> you're a beautiful example. Thank you. Um, what I would like to do is, is, um, it comes to mind for me quickly mm -hmm. because she's had an impact on my life and she works in role in a company and was actually the kind of, I think at the very beginning of showing what's possible with leading with a heart and it, it's called mm. silver with uh, Vayner X and Vayner media yeah. um, who deemed herself. Um, I am not going to do the HR role. I am going to be the chief heart officer mm -hmm. that will take on the responsibilities of HR. Yeah. And it is about leading with heart, empowering people and the things we've talked about, the the goodness we would hope to see, the criteria. I think she exemplifies that. Listening, she meets with each employee. Um, she does listen. She looks at personal needs as they, you know, for the individual, not just the corporate needs that are met. Um, it's expansive, not restrictive. And so I, I think that, you know, she's a beautiful example of that. Um, I totally agree. And I love that example. Thank you, Mike. Caroline. Oh, it's my mistake. Yes. Can you hear me? It's okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, I can hear you. Sorry, I had to unmute you. <laughs> so, um, you know, I I do, uh, I think I have the honor and the privilege to know quite a few people who work from the heart. I think that um, my own understanding and my own willingness to be vulnerable and to do my own inner work has provided me guidance towards people like you, yeah. each one of you over here, and several other people that I know who live and work from the heart. And the thing about it that I continue to understand 
is that working from the heart requires mm -hmm. sincerity it requires honesty it's not about you know having a smile on your face all the time and you know coming across as being happy that's actually toxic it's really about owning all of you you know the the parts that you might be uncomfortable with uh, and having the courage to own it work with it and transmute that energy into something better so that when you feel all of your feelings when when you take ownership for it you are able to release toxicity mm -hmm. and when you show up for yourself and for others the relationship with yourself and with everyone else um takes on a whole dimension of you know just grace yep. and so one person that i want to call to mind is a master that i follow his teachings his name is uh he's based out of california his name is uh, reverend michael bernard beckwith and he has some brilliant wisdom uh which is uh, work around working from your heart actually and he's taken that into corporations and communities and um like i said one thing that i believe when you spoke about this vivian mike you talked about it as well the 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 experience of trust i mm -hmm. for me my perspective is that it is built on honesty it is built on sincerity and when i can do that and i can take ownership for who i am i can choose to be better Nidus, are you hearing what she's sharing? So we can choose to be better. You can choose to be better. So I am challenging you to be better. Thank you, Caroline. And Brian. Thank you. So for a person, I was going to select Claude as well. So I'll, I'll, I'll Mike <laughs> went there. So that's awesome. I'm going to go with a current example. Mm -hmm. And it involves me, but it's mm -hmm. not about me. So um, it's about the theme here is those leaders with heart, they're all around us, right? We don't have to look for the, the one icon of an industry or something like that. They're all around us. So last Tuesday, I get a call. Brian, I have an idea. And it's a human's first friend of ours in our community. This is, this is someone that's working uh, in Northern California on the West Coast on the disaster relief team to help with the wildfire um, situation out there and the, the impact the devastation there. And so the theme of it was, how can we, how might we uh, show care for all the people mm -hmm. that are caring for others in this situation? And so I got to thinking, well, what might that look like? And let me see what I might be able to pull together. Um, and so I reached out and to the people that were in my network that were like-hearted and said, hey, this is an opportunity for us um, to serve the Red Cross workforce to help uh, celebrate and bring care and attention to them. So within a couple of days, um, people raised their hand in my, from the reach outs and said, yes, I'd love to be a part of this. We got together, we um, had a conversation about what it might look like with very little detail on, in terms of what that needed to be or anything like that. It's just, we wanna have sort of a celebration. Um, the, what came of that within a matter of days was we got clarity on it. We were gonna have a call on Sunday. And also somebody in amongst those that I was reaching out to said, what if we created a video 
to not just say we did it, but kind of show them and kind of do a tribute video, including some small video clips of us expressing our thanks to them. Yeah. All happened because my friend Keith had an idea and said, I have an idea. What do you think? Um, is there something you think we can maybe uh, do something with? And so my point is people, there's leaders all around us. If we make, have an idea and bring it forward and invite people into the possibility of service in this case, and think mm -hmm. about all the people that are on the front lines that care for others, they most need the care and attention because the, the first thing they tend to sacrifice or defer is the care of themselves. What yeah. happens when we give them hope by creating and leading from the heart in terms of celebrating them, letting them know that they, while we're not physically there with you, we're there with you in spirit and um, giving them something to kind of um, uplift themselves for just an hour. And what if we did oh that every God. week? And so we're doing this now every week. And so I say that with, when we're looking for the leaders with heart, um, when we open the people up instead of suppressing what's been in them for a while because of the conditions and the environments of the workforce, we're gonna get more leaders with heart. And when we do, the ripple effects of creating better will happen because we've got amazing people around us. Maybe we, if we choose to look at the, the uh, contribution opportunities differently and the possibilities from that, we would get the reality and the manifestation of the um, excellence that's there. I can listen to this talk for hours. <laughs> it's already amazing. And you have, you all have already touched my heart and uh, I, uh, I am full with so much positivity and so much, you know, beautiful examples. And especially when we activate others to make some small, small positive improvement. So what I was hinting on is I know that Thanksgiving is coming up soon, but we don't have to wait for Thanksgiving to share heart towards others, to amplify others and to, uh, to show heart to those who are already leading with their heart. So uh, the example that Brian just shared look around you maybe there is a there is a network or maybe there is a foundation that is you know that needs your support that needs your help uh, don't wait until thanksgiving do it now and make it a monthly or maybe a quarterly event so that you can support that organization through this uh, journey or through this lockdown so thank you brian for sharing that i want to close off with a last question and I'm a bit, uh, yeah, I like, again, like I said, I could talk for hours about this topic, but then again, I can also leave time for a continuation for a next conversation. And I want to know what your wish is for 2025 when it comes to humanizing the workplace and leading with heart. And let me start with Chris. What is your wish? Yeah, my wish is that hopefully in five years, hopefully sooner, that leaders and organizations will truly understand the impact that they have on people in their mm -hmm. business decisions and that they take yeah. human impact consideration in, uh, into consideration. They think about their people before they think about bottom line. They think about people, their own people, before they think about clients or profits mm -hmm. or process because end goals profits an end goal 
the uh, clients are an end goal or a means to an end. But the way you get there is through your people. So you have to consider them. And if we can get leaders and organizations to think about their people first and how they how they will be affected or how they will affect the outcome, then I would consider that an amazing win. Thank you for sharing. And what Chris isn't sharing, but I plug it for him on behalf of him. He has an amazing podcast. <laughs> um, can you share something about the name and where people can find you so that we can continue on amplifying or boosting the leadership with heart because he has a leadership podcast. Please listen to his podcast so that we keep this conversation going on. Yeah. Thank you, Vivian. Uh, the podcast is called leading people first. You can find it anywhere, Apple, Google, Amazon, Stitcher. Um, and we just talk about how leadership affects the employee experience. And we really focus on leaders coming from anywhere, they, right? They can come from anywhere. They can, any industry, it doesn't matter where. There's lessons to be learned from every single person. And so I talk to different people, doesn't matter what they're doing, what role they're in, um, where they are in an organization. But we just want to talk and see how they affect people and, and the how they influence those around them. So thank you. Yeah. And Mike, you have a wish. I know you have a big wish, but let's 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 wheel it in, make it a, a concrete and smaller. <laughs> What's yeah. your wish? You know, Vivian, there's there's there there are many directions I could go with this, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 I'm I'm such a believer in building human capacity and what lies within people, right? I mean, given the opportunity, people truly will amaze us. So here's my wish for 2025 as it relates to leading with heart mm -hmm. is let's remove barriers that prevent that from happening. So I'm going to go a direction that you wouldn't expect, and it could be controversial, but I'm going to say it here first anyway. Okay. By 2025, I would like to primarily see the department of HR primarily removed from corporations that wow. it's time has passed um and we have people that the hr industry still looks to for guidance and an improvement and they just keep changing the name regurgitating the same stuff and they over complicate over manipulate and over manage the human element inside business to the point that it cannot flow out and be owned and measured and, and um, be the accountability of each person that has responsibility. So what do you want to see? What, what's the, is it the department that you want to be removed? Is it the mentality that you want to, it to be then removed? Yeah, so there's an operational piece, right? I mean, there is the capital piece. There is, mm -hmm. there, there is a capital cost to having human beings be part of your organization. That's an accounting issue. There's a compliance piece that's a legal issue. And so mm -hmm. you need those, right? And you have to maintain employee records. So that's an operations piece. We buy elaborate systems, we buy software, we, and we don't need all of that. HR exists primarily as procurement, mm -hmm. yeah. compliance, and, but they, but they, man, they, 
they talk a lot to each other, right? And then yeah, go buy like, stuff. They like the human part of the resources. Yeah. And what has to happen for mm -hmm. leading with the heart to take shape, and it would be my big vision for 2025, it's actually owned as a responsibility for each person that has the care and feeding responsibility within their business group. If I'm a leader of a team of five and mm -hmm. I can't own their well-being, yeah. then yeah. I should not be leading that five. That's my that's what I would like to see. So human experience revolution is removing HR. <laughs> it's a bold move, but I, I like the explanation. Thank you for sharing. And Brian. So how do I follow that? That was awesome. <laughs> um, so I'll build on it a little bit. What if we, the metrics that we were so um, intent on measuring were like Mike was talking about, the team of five, and do people feel like they belong? Do they feel included? Do they, are their contributions mm -hmm. valued? Do they feel like their voice is heard? Um, and so it's getting back to creating the conditions. How are people creating the conditions? How are we hiring people to be managers and leaders? What kind of uh, preparation and support are we giving them? And this support and preparation and training is all in the human, the caring, the all the things we're talking about space, right? Mm -hmm. It's not something we can go online or go take a, a, a course and we can all learn that stuff. What we don't, what we haven't learned to the extent we need to and as broadly as we need to is how to create those conditions. And mm -hmm. that's the sweet spot for if we can get there either in 2025 sooner or if it takes longer, great, but how can we accelerate the the rate at which we get to the place where people feel valued for their contribution, they felt cared for. And think about the contribution that comes from people when that's the, the case, the discretionary mm -hmm. effort, right? The, um, the retention rates and all these things we're measuring now, the outcomes that, th that we measure the outcomes, we don't measure the things that are necessary for the outcomes. And so what if we measured the things that are necessary for the outcomes, which I'm calling creating the conditions, and then looked at that as metrics for to measure progress and growth, but also help inform how we hire for those roles and the training and the support we provide for those roles. If we get there, that would be an awesome step forward. I love I love that. I love both the inside, but I have a question. The number five, is it that you want leaders to lead a smaller team or is it just a fictive number it's just a, i used it because mike used it and it's my favorite number <laughs> okay, i understand that i understand that so it has been an amazing journey tonight leading with heart and i hope that those who are leaders are inspired um and, you know, human, let's humanize the workplace. It's all about creating those thoughtsies, so inspirational thoughtsies, but it's up to you to provide the TLC. It's up to you to water that plant. It's up to you to keep developing. So if you have any questions, I have, well, Caroline, uh, it's because of India and it's already late, so Caroline disappeared, but um look towards the panel members look towards them connect with them ask you know ask them questions and they are all amazing and i would say 
connect with them to to accelerate your growth because you know you need to know that as a leader you don't have to know it all but you also know that you also must know that you need a mentor you need a coach you need somebody who has your corner and who will hold up a mirror i can hold up a mirror i do if you want to know my honest opinion of course but uh, there are so many amazing people that can hold up your mirror because leaders need that they need to see what others are saying and they also need to bounce you know bounce off ideas uh from people and when you're in a situation where people cannot be honest with you that's also something alarming that you need to uh that you need to address so i want to say thank you to caroline also thank you to brian thank you to chris and thank you to mike for making this show epic and i'm closing off i just wanted to again i have to highlight it because i'm a proud and i'm i'm going to be proud for the whole year so know that amplify dei will be in every episode from now on because we all did such an amazing work when it comes to uh, moving the needle regarding diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, thank you all for watching and know that next week there will be, again, I will highlight some of the Amplified DEI speakers. We'll be talking about DEI in general. So Kay will be there, Gary will be there, Tonya will be there, um, Andy will be there. Imran will be there and we are going to have a conversation about what's next in DEI. So uh, looking forward to see you next week and uh, also share this episode with other people because the more people, the more leaders that see this, the more we can create that leadership world where it Thank you all for watching and goodbye. Thanks. Thank you, Vivian. Thanks everybody.